You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 17 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. How are you? All right. What's going on? Mm, nothing. How about you? Not a lot. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What are we going to talk about? I don't really know. I mean... I'm struggling with this. You know, as, as my kids have told me, this whole podcast is, everything's horrible. Everything's Donald Trump's fault. Uh, I have a cold. It's Donald Trump's fault. Um, the, the country's in bad shape. It's Donald Trump's. Wait, 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 wait. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. So what are we going to talk about now that it's not Donald Trump's fault anymore? Hmm. I got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, there's still a lot that Don- is Donald Trump's fault. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, look- there's a lot of cleanup that we're going to be doing for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but the oxygen has been drained from the room. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I tweeted on on and put on Facebook on Thursday morning. What a pleasure it is not to have a president who's up, you know, at all hours of the night tweeting shit that he heard on Fox News. So like, all right. So here's the question. Yeah. Have you slept better this week? Uh, well, I mean, the pandemic is okay. That's so really, bad. really, it's bad. I mean, we it's on fire. It's bad. Yeah, but I and, don't and the that thing that we're cleaning up is that you know the vaccine rollout is is, is absurd. Yeah, but I don't wake up with a sense of existential dread now. I mean, I do, but for other reasons, <laughs> right? I mean. Existential dread about the future of American democracy, at least for the moment. Because again, as we talked about. The graying of my hair, like those kind of things. But I I mean, so for example, me and I um, did volunteering today at a really a wonderful organization called Comfort Cases. And what they do is they they get donations um, of backpacks and bags for kids in foster care Uh and they actually pack them with things that they need, pajamas, socks, toiletry kit, and so on and so forth. Um, Because, you know, for kids who are in foster care, their entire, all the things that they own, everything that they have, which isn't a lot, they tend to walk around with garbage bags. This stuff gets put in garbage bags. And so anyway, we were there and um, it, you know, made, made me feel obviously good. Volunteering is so good for the soul. But of course, I was double masked because we were inside, and they limit the number of people who are in the place to. Yeah. Uh, uh, they limit the number of people in the place, but I mean, the pandemic is wild. So I, I do, I, I do feel that existentially. Okay. Do you know anybody who's gotten the vaccine yet? Only people in the healthcare industry. I know some teachers who have gotten it. I don't know. I don't know any teachers who've gotten it. I know some old people who've gotten it. No offense to the old. No. The, el- the elderly, I guess we should no. say. 
Your mom hasn't gotten it yet? It's open to her, but she tried to make an appointment and she said she was unable to. And so she said she's not going anywhere anyway. And like nothing really changes when you get the vaccine. I mean, it'll only change when 75, 80% of the American people get the vaccine. I think it's like 70% is where we get Right. And so that's when you can take your mask off and not be- Yeah, but still, we got that 70%. Right. So she said she's not going anywhere. That's obviously a huge- not her words, my words, clusterfuck. So she's just going to wait. She's not going to spend her day dialing the phone or refreshing her browser yeah. 500 times. Her point being like, you know, w- what am I going to do it. anyway? My mom so, got the vaccine. Your mom got the vaccine? Yeah. I guess, I mean, New York seems screwed up. Maryland is screwed up. They say that they are ready to vaccinate more people. They don't have the dosage. I just saw a friend of mine... Um, say that like his someone in his family or I know they did a tour of a retirement community in North Carolina and as sort of like the thing that you get as part of the tour you get vaccinated as part of the tour that's like a timeshare right exactly that's exactly what he said that's how screwed up the, the 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 Trump rollout has been do you know that there are people who are flying to Florida to get vaccinated yeah, and um, places Florida, like Florida's pay for play. Well, you know, Lauren, not a conspiracy theorist, but of uh, course, the previous era would drive you crazy. She said, "Think about all these red states that seem to be doing well in terms of vaccination. Uh, West Virginia has yeah. tons of vaccine. Um, Florida seems to have as much vaccine as it needs. Yeah. New York, it's scarce. Maryland, it's scarce. What's happening? What's happening in Maryland is kind of messed up." So Prince George's County, which is a majority minority county adjacent to D.C. and adjacent to Montgomery County, where I live, um, has the highest uh, positivity rate in the state. And they've been having a hard time reaching people. So people from other parts of the state are coming in and getting vaccinated. Now, of course, Prince George's County officials say we're not going to turn anybody way who needs a vaccine, but really our vaccine supply is supposed to be for our residents who are clearly vulnerable. Right. So the whole thing is just completely. Well, and the other, the thing they have to balance that against, and I totally get it. It should be for the, the residents of that County. But at the same time, if the people in the County aren't getting the vaccine, the vaccines will go bad if they're not. Right. Used. right. Well, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. That's why they wanted to give it to people. And, but it- and that to me is a much bigger Right. tragedy than to have the to actually have the and vaccine for it to go bad and not to use it and have to throw it away right the i mean good we have news, enough bad things going on that we right. shouldn't be doing that the the good news and we don't i mean when i read about the variants it it makes me concerned but the good news is allegedly the johnson and johnson vaccine is going to come online that's a single dose that only needs to be refrigerated it doesn't uh-huh. need to be in the deep freeze so a single dose is obviously much easier and you don't need to keep it at like, you know, Moderna is better. It needs to be in a freezer, but like uh, the Pfizer thing needs to be like subarctic temperatures. Right. The efficacy is not as great as the other two, though. Which? The Johnson Johnson one is not as – it's the, the, the they don't efficacy know. is not as good. It's not – it it's not How do you 90, know? Because I've read it's not the 95% uh, effective rate. It's lower. Well, 
Even I if it's seventy percent effective, right? Like your average flu shot is sixty or seventy percent. Yeah, so, so I'm good with that. I'm, so whatever the, they want to hit me with, I'm ready to take. Well, I'm ready too. And plus, again, if you get to that 75 percent of the American people have it, if you have a uh, if you're if you have a shot that is seventy percent effective, you should be in good shape. Yeah, but anyway, well, let's hope let's hope we'll get there and you know sooner rather than later because this is really dragging on for way too long. And if we're going to talk about things that we could still blame the previous administration for, as it turns out, there was no rollout plan. That's exactly right. That's so exactly. there was no plan, and they did not share any information with the incoming administration. And now, instead of being, you know, this knocks us back probably six weeks easily. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's cleanup and it's, and there's lots of things that are going to take even more time to clean up. Yeah. But, uh, I'm having a hard time. It's, it's weird because I used to, I mean, I used to be outraged all the time. And now seventy five percent of the time. Well, right, because I'm reading in the paper about the about the siege on the Capitol. There was an yeah. article in the Washington Post, and they have the FBI has these messages between one of the protesters. Yeah, I saw and that. and it's like directions at how to get to where the protesters are. Was that a Capitol Hill police officer? Was that a staffer? Was yeah, that a member of Congress? Directions and how to get to where the Congress people were. Right. Exactly. People. Like yeah. once they're in, like the guy sent a message inside and said, okay, go here, make a right, go left, go down the, the stairs, the whatever. Is, That's the question is who was sending those messages? Right. So right, was like it Capitol Police, a staffer, a member of Congress? Members of Congress. I wouldn't put it past some of these people. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, the, the big thing that's going on now is you have members of Congress who are trying to get on the floor with weapons. Yeah, that's, that's you know, a little bit, uh, you know, it's perplexing. Why do they feel that they need to carry a gun onto the floor of Congress? Because it's uh, their right to carry anywhere they please? I feel like they should understand that the Second Amendment limits your ability to carry a gun to certain well, places. And the floor of Congress that, is certainly one place where nobody should be bringing a gun. Right. I mean, this is the interpretation of the Second Amendment that has gone crazy. But we have a, the one Republican member of Congress in Maryland was okay. uh, tried to get onto the floor the other day with a gun. And he and says, then, oh, he says his family has been threatened. And uh, so he needs a firearm. But in the in the Capitol. This is a guy who voted to overturn the election. He's part of the Freedom Caucus. He tried to have a fist fight with uh, with uh, a Democratic member of Congress during the debate over certifying the election. I mean, you know, angry man. And then he tried to blame his staffers. Did you read that part? He didn't take responsibility for having the gun, and he said that his staffers forgot to remind him that he couldn't bring it onto the floor. So, Boy, I would really hate to work for that. This guy. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I've asked friends who work on the Hill or who used to work on the Hill. Like, who who are the people who are working for them? They're like the desperate or yeah. the or the, or the ones who aren't talented and yeah. can't get a job anywhere else, or, which or is often the, the same people or the true believers or the true believers. So I don't know. This guy, this guy's name is Andy Harris. He's a real menace to Maryland. I told you I met him once and he told me that fracking was good for the environment. But I've really had it up to here because again, he is a he he's 
a leading member of the Freedom Caucus. He's in cahoots with all these terrible people. And I, I, I was talking to some friends here, you know, um, about protesting at his district offices. I mean, this is yeah. a guy who's part of the Sedition Caucus. So yeah, this is what I'm outraged about. You gotta be Trump is gone for the moment, but you have to attack, attack politically, obviously not violently, attack the Sedition Caucus. Oh, you have to keep up the pressure on these people. Shame them. Otherwise, they get rid of it. I saw this amazing ad. It wasn't a Lincoln Project ad, but it was like a Lincoln Project ad uh, targeting Elise Stefanik. She's um, yeah, a member she's of Congress from upstate New York. She's yeah. Harvard and everybody's like when she was elected, oh, she's so wonderful, blah, 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 blah. She's become like a crazy Trumpster. What do you think has happened to these people? Because, again, they're not stupid. A lot of these people are educated at some of the finest universities in our country. This guy, Andy Harris, is an anesthesiologist. It's hard to, like, reconcile his, like, total but, irresponsibility. At least Stefanik. Right. Yeah. The, the, the ad against at least Stefanik says... If uh, if Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's her name, from yep. Atlanta, from Georgia, from Georgia and, Atlanta. and Laura Boebert, and Laura Boebert had gone to Harvard, they'd be at least Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Or if or or if she hadn't gone to Harvard, that's who that's who she, she is. She would be. The, so these people are obviously horrible. I wouldn't protest outside that guy's office because he might fucking shoot you. <laughs> I'm going. I th- he's gonna going to shoot you. There's no question he's going to shoot you. <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, this, this it, it, the idea, and this is the thing that I've been getting yeah. exercised and worked up about. You're getting worked up? There's What's no, up? You, you cannot be complacent. Well, I mean, look, we're two weeks out from, you know, the the attack on the Capitol. It's not like, oh, let's just move on now. Well, I think, I think people yeah. are sort of expecting some well, sense of normalcy. And there is a sense of normalcy. I mean, you're like, watch Jen Psaki, right? Oh, yeah. you, you see, like, there's a spokesperson who doesn't get up there and yell and scream and, and carry on and lie. And lie. And lie. And lie. In the process of yelling and screaming and carrying on, lie. She yeah. is yeah, a professional. She tells the truth. She doesn't know the answer to something. She said, how to get back to you. da 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 this is just um, quiet competence, and that is something right. that we've been lacking for four years. It's people who are put in these jobs who can actually do the job, right. and who are, they're not looking for a fight. They're not looking for attention. They're not, they're not grifting. To divide people. They're not grifting. They're just trying to do their job. And yes, it is incredibly refreshing. But you know what's not incredibly refreshing? What? When the New York Times puts out a piece about Joe Biden's Rolex. I just saw something about that. I mean, they they wrote an article saying, like, how can he be an everyman when he's wearing a Rolex? You know I what? Mean, the how can Donald Times Trump be an everyman? Oh, my God. Donald Trump never tried to be an everyman. But the New York Times... Well, no, yes, he did. ...and fuck all the way he, up. No, well, he no, pretend, Donald Trump, he spoke for those everyman. Well, right, but he never... No, that's true. Himself as that's an everyman. True. They liked him because he projected this aura of being a billionaire, right. even though he was a failed business person. So... The, the, that, that, the Times also did... Go ahead. No, just that, Go ahead. No, the Times also did a piece about... You know, Trump, like lots of uh, older New Yorkers, make the move to Florida. I was like, right, right. who it's gives a crap? Like they're trying to they they spent four years trying to normalize the completely abnormal, and now 
they're going to focus on the stupidest things. details to try to take Biden down. A well, I told you, like, I much that. prefer reading the Washington Post on a Sunday than the New York Times. I still get the Times on a Sunday, but like, yeah. I feel like the Times yeah. outside, like I, I, outside, like the straight news. Yeah. First of all, there's a lot of like rich people porn. Which Last is Sundays, yeah. Putting right but, Sundays but times. The, but the Washington Post also today had something ridiculous. Really? About yeah, the way they framed the uh, they said something about Biden's agenda is in peril now because the Republicans don't like his approach. Well, I mean that and is that's, that's true. Yeah, because, but the way that they frame it, it's like you know, unpopular with the Republicans. Right, but the. His, that's but ridiculous. I, that's I think ridiculous. the point is, I think the headline. I think the point is, is that people like Rand Paul are being outspoken and saying that uh, Joe Biden's inaugural speech was offensive because he called us racist, and I'm taking that personally. Well, this is clearly the Republican strategy. You have Marco Rubio out there talking about the radical left agenda. I yeah. mean, clearly they're trying to undermine. Uh, undermine the agenda, and of course, there's going to be the the media is going to do this kind of both sidesms thing, which, which is what got us into this right. mess in the right. first place. But really, if you are offended by Biden's inauguration, <laughs> then you're a fucking racist. Well, he was only it, trying to offend racists. I don't think he was trying. It, I don't think he was saying all Republicans are this. I think he's saying that we have a big problem with white supremacy, which we do. And if you're offended by that, then that makes you a white supremacist. I got two words Paul. for you. I got two words for you. Rand Paul. Yeah. Piece of Rand shit. Rand Paul. Right. Words. So, so I don't, you know, he could have been genuinely offended, oh, which makes not. him, as he's you said, a white, anything. a white supremacist. Or, or this is a part of a political strategy. Yeah, exactly. And dog whistle to a constituency of the Republican Party that now is too important to them. Yep. To, well, that's all they got at this uh, point. Right. So, but, but you know what? The like I said earlier, the oxygen is out of the room. Right. Like these yeah. guys, and you see Ted Cruz like trying to step up his Twitter game this week. And let me just say, he's pathetic. <laughs> his Twitter game is sad as fuck. Well, no. Wait, wait. No, he's he has always been pathetic, but but his Twitter game is sad as hell. Like he's trying to pick up the Trump mantle on Twitter since Trump is not no longer on right. Twitter. He is just a sad fucking sack, man. Remember that video that surfaced of him when he was still at Princeton during the 2016 cycle? No. And he was like trying to be all cool and stuff, and he was just so pathetic. No, I just remember the video of him trying to kiss his daughter as she was getting off of the, the uh Tour bus when they were I don't remember campaign. that. Oh, she recoiled and had the nastiest look on her face. And look, you and I are both fathers of teenage girls, so we know what that's like. Right, not, right, your right. Daughters, I want you to get near them. But this was above and beyond. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I do remember the video that surfaced of him, and he thought he was like it was obviously in his much younger days. Thought he was, but it was the same kind of like pathetic. Yeah, he's wanna, a tool. He's yeah, a tool. total tool. Like he total tool. But again, yeah. these things, we could be talking about Ted Cruz, you know, five years ago and be saying the same thing. Like, again, that I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm exhausted, but I'm not as exhausted as I was two, three weeks ago, a month ago. Again, so, so, because nobody dominates the media cycle like Trump. 
It's Nobody's, amazing. Like we could talk about, oh, hey, did you see that Tom Cotton falsified his military experience? Yeah, okay. So he's another fucking joke, right? Or uh, what's his that? What's that guy's name from North Carolina? Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. Oh God, that guy. He. He's it, another one who falsified he, his background. He, he didn't. He actually wasn't going to a, a service academy. He hadn't gotten in. It's his official bio says that he was in this terrible car accident that let yeah. left him in a wheelchair uh-huh. at when he was you know. On his way, he was like, he leads you to believe that he was admitted, I think, to the Naval Academy. When that is actually not the case. So again, these guys are just pathetic liars. Like, and and they're sad sacks. Like, without Trump to blow them up and to make them into something, then they just look even more pathetic than they really are. Jim Jordan just looks like a pathetic mess, except for the fact dangling along on his own. Right, but I I think that these guys. do have uh there is a there is a constituency within the Republican no Party for no these guys. No doubt. And I'm not saying that they're not dangerous and I'm not saying that they can't, you know, they can't win elections because obviously they can't. And obviously they are dangerous. Because they pick but, their can they pick their voters rather than their voters picking them. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole deviousness of the extreme gerrymander. Yeah, but but they just it, it seems like, you know, when a band that's been around for a while <laughs> right. ditches the front man. Yeah. And, and gets I, I know that. And gets, no, I'm not talking about Van Halen. Yeah. I'm talking about something like, a lot like, of different bands. like journey. Like right. when they got rid of Steve Perry and they got somebody who sounds like Steve Perry to sing, but he's not Steve Perry. Right. And it just makes it kind of sad. Or like when, when Freddie Mercury died and queen was like, well, we don't need Freddie Mercury. We're still queen. It's like, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, they have that guy who sings with them, and like yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, it's so great!" And so I, I, I watched. Adam it, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's not Freddie Mercury. Exactly. So yeah. it, it's it's kind of just like the sad, you know. I, I, well, it pales in comparison to the original, and it just leaves everybody wanting the original, and understanding like. I guess that time is done, and we just have to move on. But again, move on again. I do think that it, 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 Trumpism has the, – the ballast has obviously gone out of Trumpism since he has been deplatformed, and I think appropriately so. Yeah. The question is, is that he was, he was, he was a symptom of things yeah. that were happening very, on the very right. True. Very true. And so my fear is that, one, it, it, it's, it's likely that – not just will the, the the Republican Party split, but even groups within the right, and that you do have an even crazier, more violent, more uh, disruptive, seditionist wing of the actual Republican Party, and we see that in the Congress. We see that with the we see that a, with Marjorie Taylor Green, Laura Bober. Right. Uh, you see that with this Andy Harris, Biggs, Gosar. All those guys, they are, they're the seditionists within. Right. That's entirely um, possible. But that's why what needs to happen is there needs to be a reckoning. There needs to be accountability for what happened at the Capitol two weeks ago. And if right, that but, means that some members of Congress need to be kicked out of Congress, then so be it. Well, they look, need to be kicked out of Congress. This, that's this, how this, it's is, go. 
this is a this is a very tough road to hoe because once again we are seeing the spinelessness of so many of so many members of Congress. So the word came down today that there are many members of this Republican members of the Senate, many more than we know about, who want to convict, but yeah. they're not willing to be public about. <laughs> right? So if they're not willing to they're not willing to step up, if they're not willing to actually where is you'll like this, where is the Republican leadership's Altalena moment? Metaphorically, not violently. Altalena, yeah. Altalena, whatever it was called. Yeah. Where is that moment? When are they going to they're not going to have that moment? That so then 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 you're going to have not have any accountability. They're going to say how dare you Democrats want to hold us accountable? We have to have you, you say you want your you, the hypocrisy of the Democrats is outrageous because they want accountability and that's going to further divide the nation. We should right. just move on. And that's essentially the argument, you know, like post Civil War. Uh, no Altalena moment where, you know, the, the well, for, legitimate- for, for our listeners who don't know what the Altalena affair was. Go ahead. Uh, in 1948, uh, shortly after the state of Israel was declared, there was a ship carrying weapons called the Altalena that was commissioned uh, to go t- to the right-wing underground units of the Etzel and Lehi. And when the ship tried Basically to... Basically terrorist organization. Well, I mean, you know, one man's freedom fighters, another man's right. terrorists. Okay. So you could also argue that the Haganah was a terrorist organization. Okay. Uh, so what happened was those organizations tried to offload the ammunition and to give it to their own uh, militias. And at the time, Ben Gurion, who was the prime minister, said, "No, there is one army that is the Israel Defense Forces, and if we have arms, then they all come under the authority of the army." And there was a standoff, and eventually, what uh, Ben Gurion decided to do was bomb the ship. Because the Etzel and Lehi were unwilling to allow those weapons to go to the Israeli so, army. Obviously, in a metaphorical sense, yeah. the you know leadership of the Republican Party needs to have that kind of showdown yeah. with the lunatic uh, wing of the Republican Party, and they don't seem willing to do it. They're willing to leak to the media that there are. Uh, members of the Senate who are having quiet private conversations about their desire to convict, but yeah. won't take on uh, anybody. And so then you end up having uh, uh, this problem, which will get worse because there is no, if there's no accountability, the sedition caucus knows that it can continue. Yes, to exactly. That's why they against a legitimate government. And, and not only that, if there's no accountability, all we're going, all it's going to take is somebody with a little bit more brains and a little bit less laziness than Trump, and that will be the end of American democracy. That's it. The blueprint is there. Right. And it's so. So the thus my saying we need to keep the pressure up. No doubt. Need to keep it, no but doubt. at the same time, I'm not getting out of bed with the same sense of exactly. dread. Or waking up at 2.30 in the morning, the same sense of dread. I get up for well, other I, reasons. I, yeah, exactly. You're prostate. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, pee. I, I, I do. Yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, 
happening. That's sex is that really happening. Is that really happening? Yeah. Wow. No. Like what time and you know, you know, it's what time? What time? Uh, th- anywhere between three and four, oh, which is brutal, especially if it's like four because the alarm rings at five. Yeah. So like, you're like oh, I only have like minutes left, right? And then the other brutal thing is we have this we have this kind of hallway in our bedroom and then you have to go down two steps and then walk a little bit and then make a left into the bathroom. <laughs> Those two steps at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, man. You should just get a jar and put it by your bed. <laughs> I'm really worried about those two steps. You should get a jar. I mean, ever since this, ever since this, anytime between three and four in the morning, things started happening. Like, when did, it, when did that I, start? I, I'm going to like go flying one, one when morning did, early. When did that start? I don't know. Last year or so. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man. You remember when we started this podcast, we were still in our 40s? <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody, nobody talked about prostate shit when we were in our. Family. Oh God, I don't want to talk about prostate shit now. I know, but, um, the genius, but it is rea- it's a reality. It's something that I have to. It's something I think I'm going to have to confront. Get yourself a jar, put it by the bed. <laughs> Stop. I'm serious. Like when that, we looked at the house, like, oh, this is cool. These two steps, and like you go up into like whatever, and like, oh God. Yeah, maybe you should just start wearing Depends to bed. <laughs> for 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 Julie's. 50th birthday, I bought her Depends. Really? Yeah. Did she punch her in the face? And for her 40th, I bought her, um, I don't know, some like, you know, pills for, I don't know, good health or something like that. Uh, But yeah, I got her Depends. I couldn't wait for the opening of the presents. I was like, come on, open the presents, open the presents, open the presents. Punch her in the face when she saw it? Oh, I, everybody knew like I was up to something like that because I, I think my mother said he must have gotten you something, you know, in, because in I've never seen him like this. Yeah, something inappropriate. <laughs> she knew you. She knows you well. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, like, there's not like usually we can come on and like just be like, ah! and this required, I think, a little, a little yeah. bit more thought. Listen, man, this is, a, this is a brave new world that we're in. And I, for one, welcome it because it's going to force us to explore some of the other issues that we have always wanted to think about more. And, you know, unfortunately, since Eddie Van Halen died this year, we did talk more about Van Halen than we had in past years. But we've really been neglecting the Yankees for a long time. We have been neglecting the Yankees. Wait, but one thing. Have you have you watched any of the cable news networks since Trump yeah. left office? Yeah. Because – I mean, like I said, I, I, I limit and it's mostly in the morning for 15 to 20 minutes yeah. after a workout. Yeah. yeah. And it, I, you know, cause in the evenings I, I like to watch the news hour and then check this out. My new, I am getting old. My new jam on TV, Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. That's not a jam. It's awesome. That's not. I love Antiques Roadshow. It's amazing. Dude. Dude, there was a guy talking about Rolex. There was a guy who bought a Rolex in nineteen like sixty seven or sixty eight. Never wore it. Had all the paperwork in 1967, 1960. He was he was a he was a soldier in Vietnam. I think he might have been just stationed in Japan. Cost him like seventeen hundred dollars in nineteen sixty seven, nineteen sixty eight. He brought it onto Antiques Roadshow. He had all the paperwork. Literally, this thing had never been worn. <laughs> like. 
yeah, this is worth $750,000. I was like, this is amazing. It's such a great show. Is that the watch that he kept up his ass when he was in a (laughs) band? Like in Pulp Fiction? Oh, I guess I'm not. You're you're mixing it up. I'm mixing that up. Yeah. So I can't, like, so, okay, my point is, I, I, I diverged into Antiques Roadshow, which I recommend to everybody. Which we're never going to do again. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. Um, How are they faring? I mean, are they they like jonesing to talk about Trump? I mean, I guess they have a lot of COVID they can talk about. I mean, that's basically what they've talked about. I think people in the 15, 20 minutes that I see it. I think people have been watching uh, the the press briefings from the White House press office because they're so refreshing. (laughs) I think people are enjoying listening to uh, a a freed Anthony Fauci who (laughs) seems to be enjoying a second life. I I saw clips of it. They did clips of it yesterday morning where where he's like, you know, they asked him, did did it cost lives? You know, he's like, well, yeah, of course it costs lives. He's like doing cartwheels and singing zippity doodah. And he's, he's happy. Yeah, he has been liberated. And I, I feel like, you know, he's living his best life right now. And he's going to help lead the way to uh, to vaccine, I, to, to vaccinating everyone. I just feel I, it's really dark. I mean, you know, the president said, he said, the other day, he said 500,000. Today, he said, there could be as many as 600,000 dead. By when? Hold on. Let me take a look. That's all right. Just it's you not want to talk, you want to talk about the Yankees? No, it's uh, okay. Biden predicts more than six hundred thousand virus dead. Bio, again, but they didn't. They didn't put. They didn't put a time frame on it. But Larry King died of COVID. Larry King died. That's right. Rest in peace. No, yeah, rest in peace. Uh, all right, man. All right. All right. So, like, this that is was, the first. The first of our. This is the brave new world that we're in. Wow. Good time. Anyway, all right, everybody, listen. You gotta, you can't relax. They're still out there. That sedition caucus exists, and they are continuing to pour, try to poison uh, our political system and to advance their authoritarian and fascist agenda. Succeed if we let them. Exactly. All right. Fascism is not going to beat itself. We're going to have to beat nope. it. Yep. All right, man. Later. We're out. We're out.